Tune in to Good Vibes with Good Vibes Productions. Let the journey begin. Slow down, breathe, and connect with your inner state of calm. In today's episode, I talk with Patsy Balachi, a feng shui consultant, on the power of feng shui and discover how this ancient practice can support our wellness and bring more harmony and balance into our lives. Patsy talks about how feng shui is the key to wellness, focusing on the relationship we hold with our home, ourselves and the outside world. Patsy also talks about how important it is to show up for ourselves and for others. For the more positive energy and genuine intention that we direct into these relationships, the more that we can sustain healthy, harmonious relationships with ourselves, others and the planet. Historically, there are five elements to feng shui, which are wood, metal, fire, water and earth. Over time, feng shui masters have evolved to believe that these five elements all generate an unseen energy that flows through every living thing on earth. They call this energy qi. The easier that this energy flows around us, the happier, calmer and more harmonized we will become. Things like reducing clutter, keeping the home clean, bringing in natural elements and having gratitude for all the things that we have in our space. It all helps to unblock stagnant energy so that the energy or the chi can move freely around the home and our life. When we take action on making our homes and workspaces feel and look better, we develop a sense of feeling stronger, happier and healthier. Creating an environmental sanctuary for the body to rest, relax and restore. This allows the whole body to calm and reset. Part of feng shui in the home is about making an indoor environment feel like an outdoor environment by filling the home with a balance of the five feng shui elements. So for example, wood, it relates to growth and health. So some decorative driftwood or maybe some wooden bowls are great. And fire, it fuels physical energy, passion and creativity. So candles work perfectly. And earth, it helps with knowledge and stability. So anything made of stone is recommended in the home or maybe some healing crystals that resonate with you or maybe a potted plant. And metal, it cultivates strength, focus and independence. So maybe a vase, photo frame, furniture or some artwork to help bring this element into the home. And lastly, water. Water is all about wealth and abundance. So turn off those dripping taps so that you're not leaking any good fortune and try adding a bowl of floating candles or maybe a vase of fresh flowers around your space. Something that I personally love to do is hold a cleansing and resetting ritual in my space. 
I do this first by opening my windows to let my home or my space breathe. I then spend some time cleaning and decluttering my home or my space. And whether that is my clothes closet, my office, my desk, or maybe the top drawer in the kitchen. As I let go of excess clutter, I thank it for the purpose that it has served and then I release it. And after spending some time cleaning and decluttering, I reset and cleanse the energy of my space by doing a cleansing ceremony using selenite and a sage stick. Or depending on how I feel, I may use a prayer bowl, incense and a chant. Circling each room in a clockwise fashion to release old, stagnant, negative energy. This is one of my favourite harmonising rituals to do. And whilst it is simple, it truly does have a profound effect on absolutely everything from my home, my mind, my well-being, to the abundance and opportunities that flow into my life. Patsy and I talked about how to harmonize our life with feng shui principles from personal well-being, minding your energy, to simple tips to help feng shui your home. We also talked about how to contribute to a more peaceful and kinder planet, as well as her upcoming retreat. I really enjoyed talking with Patsy and I hope that you enjoy listening. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. And just wash your hands and just really say, you know, whatever is going on right now, I release it. I'm done with it. I am welcoming a good space. I'm welcoming peace and serenity. Close your eyes. I also highly recommend essential oils. Grab a fruit, you know, open it up like a lemon or an orange and just really smell the fruit. That is a wonderful way to shift the energy immediately. If you need some energy boost, light a candle, play some music, clap your hands, stop your feet, feel the earth connecting with your feet. If it's sunny outside, put your head up, you know, with your eyes closed, and, but just looking at the sun and just say, I'm here. I'm Claire, and this is the OM Collective Podcast. And welcome to Soulful Conversations, where we bring together heart-centered individuals, thought leaders, creatives, change makers, healers and seekers to delve into soulful conversations that steep the soul. Because after all, asking questions, listening and opening our mind up to the world around us It has the power to refresh our priorities, renew our perspective, and shift our focus to the things that matter most. So thank you, Patsy, for taking some time out today to talk with me and the listeners about feng shui and your journey. Thank you. Well, I'm excited to be here. I'm Patsy Balaki. I'm a feng shui consultant. I'm a graphic designer. I was born in El Salvador, raised in Connecticut, USA. And I feel like I'm 
like an international spirit. I'm very good at making myself at home wherever I am. I never really had an issue with that. And I, and I guess it's because I get to kind of get the feeling of the land, of the place and make it feel more harmonious for me. So that's something that I always kind of tapped into since I was very young to make the space work for me. Little by little, I started getting more experience with that, you know, through life and of course school. It's something that I feel that has helped me a lot in order for me to engage and communicate at ease with people from all walks of life. Well, I like how you say international spirit. I love that. (laughs) Have you always had that feeling of making sense of a space and wanting to make that energy feel right? Has that always been with you? It's always been with me primarily for one thing. Well, we are creative creatures, right? It's humans. But at the same time, we're also finding ways to survive and thrive. Mm -hmm. So for instance, for a good example would be my childhood. When I grew up in El Salvador, beautiful home with my grandfather, a whole family there. But there was a lot of turbulence, a lot of emotional turbulence between my parents. They were always bickering to the point that they got divorced when I was very young. Thus, I spent a lot of time by myself. As you know, you met my sister, Carla, We're almost four years apart. So for me, it was a huge gap in order to accommodate my my childhood life to bring her on board. So I was very energetic. I was always outside, wanted to play with my older friends, mostly boys, you know, going biking and all these other things, just to kind of get away from that tumultuous environment, I would say. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, when I was by myself, and I spent a lot of time alone, with nature in my backyard, we had a huge, huge yard with a lot of fruit trees and a lot of space for us to basically entertain ourselves in uh, nature. And this is where I started, perhaps having really wonderful imagination at play, where I was building my own community with Lego, with wood blocks, and just creating a space or a world where I was happy, where I was in balance with people around me, where even my parents were having amicable relationships. But it was something that for me, when I got back into my bedroom, for example, my personal space, I was always wanting to find balance into that because you know, subconsciously, I was out of balance from everything that I was experiencing, emotionally speaking. So this signals to me, I was trying to fix something that was not mine. But in a way, I was tapping into this, maybe because, you know, back then, I didn't know what an empath meant, or even the subtle nuances that we have, you know, spiritually speaking, that you want to make something work. I was very young. I was probably five, six, seven years old, but I was already feeling this. And I was already wanting to, you know, at the time fix or find balance in my space. And the only place I found refuge was in my quote unquote personal space or what we now call sacred space. And really just harmonizing that with 
with nature. Mm -hmm. I will bring in certain elements from nature, flowers, or something that will communicate uh, freedom to me, balance. Mm -hmm. And that's how I basically started when I was young. And I carry this through. Um, I kind of had a breakup during my teenage years when we moved to Connecticut from El Salvador. That was a huge shift in my life. I would say was probably one of the most difficult timelines of my experience of my life, but I got through it. Um, at the same time, it was this inner feeling of not feeling completely whole, mm. not feeling completely in balance with myself outside of what was out of my control. Mm. And this is what how I came about learning more about energy balancing modalities and how I have been able to tap into that ancient wisdom and even new age wisdom that's coming about on how we can navigate, how I can navigate through life, no matter what circumstances life is bringing to me. So what exactly is feng shui? It's probably a concept that a lot of people don't know because it's, you know, the word feng shui, but I think as we have been experiencing, you know, over two years with the COVID situation, people are understanding what living in harmony may be or how to find that balance with your environment. And I think it's becoming a little more, I wouldn't really say mainstream, but I think people are beginning to understand what feng shui is. And essentially feng shui is how it's a design system. It's a very ancient design system that comes from China over four or 5,000 years old. And it's about harmonizing nature, the environment, and the energy that flows into your space, into your home. So how do we accommodate that? How do we make that energy that is happening out there coming you know, down from the universe into our planet that flows into our environment? Do we have a space, basically, that is in harmony with those vibrations, those currents of vibrations, or are we feeling a bit weak in certain uh, parts of our lives, meaning impacts, right, vulnerable, being vulnerable to certain aspects of that. So what we do with feng shui is to create a harmonious space where the energy will flow easier into your environment, making sure that those areas that are constricted, that are stagnant, that are low energy, are cleansed at first, ignited, and then shifted in order for for people to start feeling more at ease in their environment, whether it's a bedroom, whether it's the entire property, could be your office, but it's something that has become a little more understandable now because everything that around that's around us right our house communicates exactly what's going on inside of us mm-hmm. it's it's like a painted canvas it's whatever we have there and you know some people live with clutter or they live with a lot of things that after a while it just becomes you don't even see it anymore you don't mm-hmm. see the dust on your artwork you don't see the pile of clothes in the closet you don't see you know the piles of books that are just falling out of place in a bookshelf and all these things we pay attention to because to me it's stagnant energy it's taking away space for your mind 
in your emotions to breathe and to feel more at ease. Mm, yeah. That's what feng shui is. It's basically harmonizing the energy of that comes into your space. But if we want to take it to another level, and this is the way that I learned feng shui, I learned it for health. What does that mean? That means that our energy centers are the chakra energy uh, um, circles, right? The, the little the little computers in our bodies, yep. how are they harmonized? Are they in good health? Are they energized properly in order for the energy that we are receiving that's coming through our environment? Is it an energy match? Is it a, or is it a disconnect? Or is it going to impede our path? So whatever blockages we have inside, that's what we need to start working on. So mm-hmm. for example, a great example I want to share with is the reason why I really felt that feng shui for me was the way for improving the quality of my life. I came as a, as a student of visual arts and architecture very, you know, a long, long time ago. I came across feng shui, but more for architecture and interior design. Mm-hmm. We went to New York City. We got to see a couple of buildings that were great examples of how feng shui is applied for success Mm -hmm. or for creating great um, team environments Mm -hmm. but it was very very posh very very polished and to me it just seemed a little like almost out of reach for me okay this is great aesthetic but it's you know did it touch me you know personally no but once i moved to miami and i was seeking ways to find better ways to accommodate my life. I, at the age of 19, pretty much 19, I contracted hepatitis C after giving birth to my firstborn. What did that mean? Back then, the only thing that the blood was being tested on was for HIV. And I was just in my second semester of college university when I you know, we can pregnant very young. And when I found out about this, it was like my life was completely upside down. And mm. to the point that I didn't know what to do at the time, there was really no cure for hepatitis C. And I went through a very depressive three years of like wanting to know where I was going, what I was going to do, and, and just very, very depressing time for me. One way that I found refuge or a little bit more solace or, you know, feeling a little bit of, what do you say, console is it, it was through Ayurvedic. It was through a little bit of spirituality and Buddhism and Native American spirituality, things that were touching upon on the compassionate aspect of being, on the natural forces of being. Mm-hmm. And that really led me to come to understand more about being compassionate for myself, surrendering to what is, and forgiving, forgiving myself or in actually finding direction with this new disease or virus that I had to coexist with, right? Mm. That's the way that I saw it. It just kind of said, well, you know, if I'm going to have to carry you for the rest of my life, I guess I'm just going to have to live with it. But little by little, I started gaining somehow a sense of direction where I felt like I wasn't alone anymore. And I started 
you know, digging in or just finding different ways of like what other modalities or what, what can I do in order to improve my health? Chinese medicine came about, acupuncture, and of course, Ayurveda. And this is how I got to come to see feng shui for health. I was at a bookstore in Miami and all of a sudden this book just comes and it says harmony by design. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's a really cool title. And I started looking at it and it talked about how our energies are so connected to the universe and that of the energy that comes into the space and how we can find harmony through that. And I was like, hmm, this sounds very intriguing and I'm very curious. I was like so inspired by the way that this was instructed, the way that it was explained. And I had a very innate connection with the author who has been my mentor for many years. And honestly, it was like love at first sight with this book. Then a couple of years later, she came out with a book called Feng Shui for Health. And it was like the Bible for me. And I started seeing how how everything in life, right? We basically are projecting this. We are seeing what the underpinnings of health truly are, which is the emotional aspect, the spiritual aspect. And then last, what we say, the, the straw that broke the camel's back is the physical aspect. That's when we start paying attention that something, we need to do something for our health. Mm-hmm. And it was a very interesting perspective for me to start viewing and perceiving my emotions and my spirituality in ways that I had negated, I had neglected or or abandoned even, not looking because it was scary to go back to those emotions, to see, you know, that pain and suffering that I felt when I was so young, you know, contracting the disease. But little by little, I started feeling like, okay, I'm going to live my life as best as I can. And I started applying feng shui practices, very simple, taking a look at my space and what it is not bringing me joy. What is out of balance here? What doesn't work here? I was always a very organized person. So <laughs> it, was, it was fun to just put myself and um, start really digging and decluttering and all that fun stuff. And that's how I kind of got started with, with um, seeing how the space really fills me up or really doesn't. But at mm. the same time, I was also making space in my being to receive, to receive wisdom, more clarity, more confidence in my life, mm. even though there was still no cure for hepatitis C or anything else that was out of balance with me. I was a single parent at the time. I was, you know, going to school for graphic design and visual arts. So there were, there was this play of feeling out of balance in the relationship area. But at the same time, I was excelling in my career. And it's how we harmonize our lives and trying to get to that, to that happy medium where things, no matter how out of balance they may be, you are still feeling stable and grounded in your life. And that's what feng shui brought to me. Wow. That's everything almost aligned for you as well by the sounds of it. The books fell off the shelf and (laughs) it's amazing. And it's, 
attracting, you know, when you're open to receive. And I, I remember certain instances where I just said enough, enough of whatever I was dealing with. And immediately I can tell you, I felt like a, like a brick fell off my shoulders mm. and there was like a fresh air on my face. And, you know, the next day I was feeling lighter and, and more at ease. And then little by little, you start noticing opportunities that come into your life because somehow you made a contract to say no more mm. enough. How does feng shui affect the physical body? It's a good question. How does feng shui affect the physical body? But I would say, how do we affect feng shui? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the other way around. It's how we, what is it that we are inviting into, a, into that? So feng shui to me is energy. It's how do we work with this intangible energy? And typically what we don't see is what is really more important than what we see right? Like love, right? We feel it. And it's so commanding and such a powerful force. Then you have hate, right? It's also, uh, it's, it's the opposite side of uh, aspect of love, right? Mm -hmm. So you have the yin and the yang, black and white. What is it that we're open for? What side do we want to see of that yin yang? Mm -hmm. So how does feng shui affect my life? It's I think it's up to the individual what they're coming, what the soul contract is, first of all. What is it that you want to fulfill in your life and have that commitment to yourself to do it? And of course, having proper tools and guidance that will take you there, just like anything else in life is practice. Mm -hmm. So how do we practice, practice being us, being a good, compatible human compassionate human are we open to receiving the you know the gifts that the universe has given us so how do we apply that with us that that's where we need to start with it how can we build calm in our own life using the physical space that surrounds us the most practical ways to improve our mental and emotional and physical aspects i would say is to start looking at your space looking at what your space is telling you take a look at every single corner and see if there are things that no longer fit your life at this moment forget about the past forget about the future is what is serving you at this moment one thing that i can say everything that you have acquired in your space should have a purpose for you. If it doesn't have a purpose, give it away, you know, give it a blessing, donate it, or just don't have it in your space any longer. So imagine how much of that is. So we can call that space clearing and decluttering. That is the very first step. And one thing that I would say is start with those things that are in your bedroom especially the bedroom, because the bedroom correlates to health, overall health. This is where you rest. This is where you sleep. This is where you heal. This is where you're going through different transitions when you need some quiet time. 
and more importantly, where you dream. Mm. This is very important because at this time right now, spiritual beings that we are, uh, that time of sleep and dream is very, very special. So what is it that you're bringing into your space when you go to sleep? What are you reading? Do you have a TV in your room? Are you watching things that, you know, politics or, you know, things that are, you know, a little discordant at the moment? You know, the bedroom should be a place for, for sacred space, for mm. intimacy with yourself. Make sure that everything is clean. You know, it could be messy. That's okay. But make, make sure that there's nothing under the bed, especially old things and shoes. These things are like energy that doesn't serve you, right? Shoes go outside. You're, you know, you're walking around all day out there. You don't know who's back in that parking lot. That's something that to me is like, oh my God, I'm going to bring this in my bedroom. No, I don't mm. think so. The same thing with photo albums. I, you know, I find people that have photo albums or things of their little kids under the bed or, you know, sometimes even old papers. Just kind of give it a look and see what you have under the bed. Take that out. Make sure that it's nice and clean. Just pass, you know, the vacuum cleaner, if anything, or give it a clean sweep. And I would also say that something that's very important is to have a really good bed. Make sure that you have a baseboard and preferably wood because this gives you support, makes you feel like you, there's uh, support on your back, makes you feel like you have stability. And of course, the mattress, the mattress, you need to have a really good mattress so you can sleep well. Yeah, take a look at your artwork as well. Is it, you know, are there people that are looking at each other or are they facing their back? Dry flowers. Somebody may have given you a beautiful bouquet of flowers a month ago. You know, you like them, but right now they're dry and they're not really inspiring to look at. I would highly recommend to replace them with new flowers, fresh flowers, or even better, you know, potted plant. That way it's always thriving. There's definitely something, and I know for myself, like if I've had a busy week and I the housework's got out of control, I feel this massive discord. And it's like the energy saying, Claire, just clean up, clean up. And once you do, you feel so much better. There's really something in that. It's, it's incredible. The house will say to you, the space will will smile back mm. honestly just feel so open and that's another thing open your windows yes. even if it's cold or really hot just open them for five minutes and just let you know open them all at the same time and just say welcome you you know fresh air welcoming smiles welcoming good energy yes. and then close them right back but if you do this at least once a day or you know that will be really really great and it's kind of an opportunity to cleanse as well when you open the windows. Yes. And I say one thing that's really important, it's a really nice way to commune with your space. After whatever it is that you've done, to so say thank you to it. Mm. Thank you for this, to the space. Thank you for providing me support and comfort, protection. Mm. That is also feng shui too. Feng shui is about benefits of the land, the gifts of the land, how to coexist with the land. Thank the land for providing the space for you. I've never looked at it that way. 
I'm going to start doing that. I love that. There's a reason in time that you are there for that purpose. Wow. It's really beautiful when you think about it that way. It's incredible. I've got, and we live on a property now and we've got this beautiful creek that provides water for the Mm -hmm. animals. And I'm just going to go and bless this whole, oh my goodness, you've given me something. I've had an aha moment actually. Wonderful. I always love those. (laughs) So speaking of that, so what are some simple feng shui tips or or little rituals that we can all incorporate for maybe a more calming environment and calming self? One of my favorite rituals for calming self is perhaps read some really good meditation prose. I would say if not just complete silence. I would say if there are times where you're feeling stressed out or out of sorts or out of tune or disconnected or not being heard or feeling sad or something that has happened to you, I highly recommend to step out and touch the ground with your bare feet if you can, if possible, go and touch the grass with your hands or have some running water and just really feel nature in your skin or on your skin, just really make connection with nature and you will feel that it's there for you, right? Water nourishes us, cleanses us. That's really one of the things that I like to do. And if there's nothing close by, whether, you know, let's say a natural body of water, just run your faucet and just spend a minute there or something, or just put it in a bowl and just wash your hands and just really say, you know, whatever is going on right now, I release it. I'm done with it. I am welcoming a good space. I'm welcoming peace and serenity right now. Close your eyes. I also highly recommend essential oils. That's one of my go-tos for, you know, for invigorating my mood or Mm. for pacifying my mood. Mm. Whatever it is that you like to do, lemon essential oil, grab a fruit, you know, open it up like a lemon or an orange and just really smell the fruit. That is a wonderful way to shift the energy immediately. Uh, If you need some energy boost, light a candle, play some music clap your hands, stomp your feet. You know, these are different ways. And if you're looking for calm, the most simplest thing to do for that is just to detach and just really stand in the ground, feel the earth connecting with your feet. That's my go-to, honestly. Mm. And if it's sunny outside, put your head up, you know, and just take a look, you know, with your eyes, close and but just looking at the sun and just say I'm here (laughs) Mm. that's beautiful I love that as well (laughs) yes I have a whole heap of lavender to plant after I finish talking to you so I'm going to do Mm. that (laughs) yes lavender is very calming for people I like eucalyptus. Mm. I also like jasmine. That's a very soothing smell for me. 
It is beautiful, isn't it? I think my favorite would be rosemary. I love rosemary. Oh, yes, that's really great for focus too. So what are some simple yet impactful life choices that maybe we can start to make that will lead to a little bit more harmony in our life? Simple yet impactful. Simple yet impactful is recognizing ourselves and start really putting ourselves first in line. Self-care, self-love, self-compassion. I think the, the very first thing to do at this moment as we're, you know, ascending and, you know, coming into a new way of life and being, putting yourself in line is probably the most powerful thing you can do for yourself and the people that you love at this time. Because honestly, if you are out of sorts or if you're not healthy, how are you going to serve yourself and others? You know, where's attention going? Where's your focus going? That's also very important to, to look at because that's where you're putting that energy there. And that was going to actualize or manifest. So really pay attention to where your attention goes. Keep, you know, positive attitude. Work on something that you always wanted to do for yourself. Be creative. This is a wonderful year to be creative, to start a new project, a, a passion project. If you'd like to communicate, whether it's verbally or through art, this is a wonderful year to start a new book, to create a series or write music. Feng Shui and numerology, this is a year of number six, right? 222, 2022 adds up to a six. It's the number mm-hmm. of loves. It's all about relationships. And with the twos, it's about building relationships. It's about building community, about building a sense of belonging, but in a group setting. Mm-hmm. This is a wonderful year to do that. You got to start with yourself first. And accepting what is, right? Become an observer of your own life. Don't get too attached to the emotions and breathe them out. Things that are discordant to you, things that you cannot fix, that are out of your control. Take a big poof of air, blow it out. There it goes. A nasty little thought passes by, oof. Oh, oh, there it goes. Just let it go. Don't get attached to it. The energy of the earth, it's currently unbalanced and it's hurting just with a lot of the stuff that's going on. What energetic changes and visions would you like to see for a new earth? I love this question. The energetic changes that I would like to see on earth, I like to see them in my home first. I like to be able to have a harmonious family nucleus because if I have a harmonious family nucleus, I am able to have a more harmonious relationship with my inner circles, whether they're my neighbors and the groups that I'm communicating or communing with, networking, it's a ripple effect. So it starts with me. The other thing too, I would love to see people eat more consciously. I would love to see people 
really paying attention what they bring into their bodies, how are they treating the animals and the earth? Because again, yes, they're here to service and provide us with nourishment, but at the same time, as the earth is depleting and our natural resources are depleting, what is it that the individual can do to minimize waste, to minimize having to hurt, not think about the consequences? You know, everything that we do has a consequence. So if we were to start seeing that everything that we do, our mind, our thoughts, our emotions are also causing disharmonious discordances or rhythms on earth. It happens, right? A thought, you know, travels. Somebody else is going to pick it up. You know, that emotion when you meet somebody and you're in a bad mood, that person can pick up your bad mood. And then what happens? A little bit of friction, bad, you know, people are giving you the strange eye and, you know, bad look, and it just keeps going. But if we start at least being at a place of neutrality or just knowing that we have the power to make change, even if that change is not visible at a grander scale, you can at least witness it within your own energy and within your own home environment. I think I would like to start seeing that. Mm, Yeah, me too. And the final question, what does living in harmony mean to you? Living in harmony means to me being able to look at you now and smile and say grace because we are all connected and you're going to take this message somewhere. Somebody else is going to listen to it. So in a way or another, I'm expressing my heart. I'm expressing positivity. My intention is to create some positive thoughts into your audience from this message, from this conversation we're having. Living in harmony to me also means not making things harder for ourselves. Being in a place where I am able to communicate clearly and with compassion and without judgment. That communication is really key for us to coexist better amongst our circles, you know, family and all that. For me, family is a very important aspect for improving our quality of life and quality of living. Living in harmony to me also means respecting, respecting what I cannot change, respecting those ideas that I don't understand respecting mother nature, living in harmony to me means finding ways to bring balance into our lives. Again, no matter what inflictions we're going through, what problems we're having, you know, having to see in different ways that, you know, everything is temporary. Focus on the present. That's to me is probably what living in harmony means is Focusing on our present right now. What is it that I can do right now to improve my future? And right now I'm communing with you, having a wonderful conversation with you. This is my present. This is how I'm building harmony here. 
And that's how I see it. So Patsy, I believe that you have a retreat coming up. Tell me more about that. We're having a retreat where one of my wonderful friends and trusted ally, Adora Winquist, will facilitate her wonderful gifts of aromatherapy, alchemy, how to work with the emotions, a psycho-spiritual and trauma healing, which is emotional trauma healing, which is amazing. And of course, with my sister, Carla Perez, who, as you know, she's a cancer conqueror and she is full of vitality now and really bringing her message of health and wellness to her community, breast cancer survivors, people that are, have, are going through these transitions. I think it's um, a wonderful and humbling way to communicate and show these ways. And at the same time for myself, I'll be sharing my specialties on feng shui for spatial harmony, but also how to work with the energy that comes into your inner space through the chakra energy system and how we harmonize our chakras in order for us to thrive in our spaces. So it's the inner and outer spaces that we'll be talking about and working with. That's the intention here. You know, provide them this wonderful tools that they can take home and practice. You've got a link on your website to that retreat, don't you? Yes, I do. If you look up zanatica.com slash retreats, you will see it right there. You can also find us on the web at adorawinkus.com or on Instagram at myzanatica. And I would love to see you there. Oh, I would love to come. I was looking at that. I mentioned to Carla, I was looking at that. I was like, I could do a trip over there. Yes. <laughs> do, do you plan on doing more retreats? Is it something you'd like to do every year? Most more? definitely. Yeah. We are definitely open to that possibility and opportunities to connect with people around the world and visit different places and connect, you know, with our communities, like-minded yeah. individuals such as yourself. Yeah. I think it's a wonderful way to grow expand and share and really nurture ourselves Mm. and the energy that you guys put into that retreat it's it feels really pure and it's made with love it that just radiates through that and it just looks incredible what you guys have created you know the the trust that we have for each other I think it, that probably permeates. I think that's what mm. exudes through that because there's that trust. Adora and I have been working together for so many years. I created her brand, well, multiple of her brands. Yeah. And it's just been such a delight to work with, with her. And we trust each other's expertise and ideas and bringing them together. And of course, now with my sister, Carla, we get mm. to play now. I would yeah. say we get to play with what we want to bring into the world. Mm-hmm. And that to me is a gift, something that I was probably able to do when I was younger, but I'm doing it with her now. And that to me is a wonderful, wonderful gift that mm-hmm. I am so delighted to experience. And, and can people work with you when you're not doing a retreat? Is there any other ways that people can work with you at all? 
Absolutely. I love Zoom. Mm-hmm. Most of my clients right now are virtual. If somebody is looking to do a feng shui assessment or one hour consultation, I am happy to provide that and take a look at their space, take a look at the map. What is it telling me? You know, what areas of their lives are seeking to improve or bring some changes? I am able to do that for them. It's really, really wonderful in English and in Spanish. <laughs> wow, that's great. Oh, Supati, thank you so much. It's been so great talking to you. My heart is full mm-hmm. and I'm smiling. I feel like we, we had a really great conversation, mm-hmm. communion here of sharing and mm-hmm. listening and just really sensing the splendor of recognition that we have for each other, for you mm-hmm. seeing and tapping in, com- you know, connecting with us. That's something that's truly valuable to me because people are sensing that. And this is something that we need to really pay attention. Our energy is that powerful. It is. You see how we connected through the internet. And mm-hmm. then I went to your site and I saw it's very serene, detailed. It makes me want to engage with you. That's so good this to hear. This is what I'm saying. Mind your energy. Mind your energy. <laughs> It's somebody's true. listening, mm. somebody's watching. And at this time, this is why I'm saying it's if you can't do good, be neutral. <laughs> Just it's be true. neutral. Well, it, it's been so amazing talking to you. Like, seriously, I have a smile on my heart. I've had the mm. worst week. I'm just was feeling hectic and ragged. And I sat down and I feel light and breezy again. So thank Aww. you so much. Everything. Been amazing talking. That warms my heart, Claire. Mm. And you have a beautiful name. It means light. You know that, right? Yes, I do. Yes. <laughs> light and Claire. And yes, it's really so I say, you know, wear it with honor. Thank you. And thank you so much for giving us some of your time as well. We really appreciate it. I too had one of those weeks that is like nonstop and to the point where nighttime comes and I just want to disengage completely. Yeah. But this right now, honestly, I also feel a sense of refreshed energy just by having a conversation with you. And that to me speaks volumes, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's a true, truly a gift to connect with you. Thanks for tuning in today. And I hope that you have enjoyed today's soulful conversation and that it may have served you in some small way. You can connect with me over at theomcollective.org. And if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to review and rate. I will be back on Sunday with a meditation or sleep story and then again on Friday with another soulful conversation. So until next week... Stay well, stay safe, and may you live your life with ease. Namaste. Tune into the OM Collective podcast every Friday for Soulful Conversations. Your host Claire will have soul-fueling, soul-steeping, soul-inspiring conversations that will nourish, inspire, educate, and empower.